0: And welcome into a special edition of Hoopsville on this Wednesday, February 8th. The first regional rankings have been released, and we have them here on the men's side. We are still waiting for the women. Forgive the camera if you're watching, wondering what's going on. It's a little bit more finicky, a little bit maybe less quality. That is the case. Our main camera has failed us. Uh, That's why we were a little bit delayed getting on the air here this afternoon. Uh, So our backup camera is up and running. We will try and uh, alleviate whatever problems we have here shortly uh but uh if you watch listen to this as a podcast we are turning this around as a podcast thank you for tuning in uh so we're going to be going over the first regional rankings of the season in men's basketball the women's regional rankings are not up as of yet from the best we can tell um we are still waiting for them but the men's rankings are live and we will be going through those at least to start with and then go from there we also have the um the information that obviously is important regarding um, SOS numbers and whatnot. If you've got questions for us, you can always tweet us at D3 Hoopsville and hashtag Hoopsville. You can always um, also uh, email us, hoopsville at d3hoops.com. Those are going to be the easiest ways to interact with us. Uh, we do have a chat room on our Facebook page, but I'll freely admit that is a little bit more difficult uh, than we normally have uh, to control or, or to follow. So, we will be talking about regional rankings, the first ones. Uh, let's remember a few things about said regional rankings. Uh, first and foremost, um, these some of the criteria isn't able to be used. Um, that isn't because uh, they didn't want to use it. It's because, for example, items like uh, results versus regionally ranked opponents is simply not available. Um, that is... Kind of quid pro quo for the first week, basically, because we don't have the ability to see them um, or there's no regional rankings to be had, as it were. So we kind of can't really justify or be able to use that criteria. And I say we, I am certainly talking about the NCAA regional committees and national committee. Each committee, each region has a regional committee, eight of them on the men's and women's sides, 16 total, and then two national committees, men's and women's. Uh, The men's uh, led by Kevin Vandestreek, head coach at Calvin. We have talked to him twice on Hoopsville, once at the very beginning of the season and once on the Hoopsville Marathon nearly a week ago. The women are led by Bobby Morgan, head coach at Haverford. Talked to her at the beginning of the season. Unfortunately, have not had a chance to catch back up with her. Um, Usually they may share a tidbit or two here and there, and if we get those, uh, we will find out uh, what they have had to say about the first regional rankings. A couple other items to keep in mind about these regional rankings as well, um, for the most part, they're a good barometer, a good toe in the water, see what the temperature is, all of that stuff. They really don't mean a hill of beans after that fact, <laughs> and I mean that because um, nothing against them, but we used to have once uh, you know results versus region ranked opponents for only the, the the ranking that had just happened. Then we went to once ranked, always ranked, and then the first regional rankings had a lot of pull um that has changed to now only the last two weeks of regional rankings week two and three matter so week week one's more about okay where do we stand what do our sos officially num uh, number officially look like from the ncaa's point of view um and who do we think now may be in in trouble it does not mean that's how it will end there's a lot of teams that have risen in rankings before because teams ahead of them have lost there are teams at the high that will lose and will come down. And also a reminder, these are through Sunday's games. So anything that's taken place, case in point, Wesleyan beating Amherst last night does not play a factor here. Um, and we will certainly get to that a little bit. For example, Amherst is number three in the Northeast rankings. Wesleyan is number five. Um, I believe Wesleyan has now beaten them twice. So that would you know, certainly, and we have to look at the other criteria, give an opportunity for Wesleyan to move ahead of Amherst at the next regional rankings. But that win on Tuesday is not reflected in these regional rankings. So keep that in mind uh, as we move forward on this show. Not sure how long we'll be on air. Certainly not a very long time. Uh, We are on air via Facebook uh, and um, YouTube. So feel free to ask questions. We will certainly try and keep track of questions that may come in on, on Facebook, though I, I'll freely admit it is far more difficult. We will also try and keep track of what's going on on YouTube, and that will certainly be more difficult. So what we do suggest is email us or tweet us. Again, that information at the bottom of your screen. Email is hoopsville at d3hoops.com. Tw- uh, Twitter is um, at d3hoopsville and hashtag hoopsil. I know a colleague of mine uh, has said he's available via phone, and we may take you up on that, Wags, but let's get through the rankings as it were. And again, we have not heard from the women as of yet. We are keeping an eye out for that to see when their rankings are posted. Uh, Their rankings as of last, literally, I just hit refresh, have not been posted. We're not sure. Women tend to be delayed for whatever reason. I don't know the real reason, but anyway, we'll go on from there. All right, so let's talk about these regional rankings. Barring any questions, we'll just start in the order the NCAA has given them us, give them to us, uh, and we'll start in the Atlantic region. I think there's no surprise here. Newman is the highest ranked team uh, here, uh, with one loss. That doesn't shock me too much. Uh, their SOS is also a five twelve, so it's it's not wonderful, but it's about you know middle of the pack or 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 at least above five hundred. So a twenty and one. No surprise there. Ramapo is 20 and 2 with a 486 SOS. That is immediately not going to be able to beat Newman, even though it, with two losses and a lower SOS. You can go to Cabrini. Cabrini is um, 16 and 4, according to the eyes of the NCAA, 16 and 5 overall. Their SOS is a 524. Certainly better than Newman's, but again, with four losses, you're not going to trump them. Think what we're really going to get into here is TCNJ in New Jersey City. New Jersey City certainly a good team, highly ranked TCNJ not ranked in the top 25, and again, that criteria means nothing in the grand scheme of things. New Jersey City's at 483 on a regional on the SOS. At least their SOS has come up a little bit. TCNJ is 528. So right then and there, we're already starting to forecast maybe if everything were to stay even here. And let's just say TCNJ and New Jersey City each pick up another loss before the end of the season, and we're assuming in the NJAC tournament. TCNJ is in a far better position to get into the tournament than New Jersey City. One would argue New Jersey City may be the better team when they play each other, but right now I believe the season is 1-1, one one, so it may come down to who play if they play each other in the conference tournament. So New Jersey City may have one more loss, but their SOS difference is .04, and if anybody remembers what we have discussed over the last 3 years is 0.03 difference in the SOS the committee will equate that to two games. So since New Jersey City's SOS is 0.04 better than New Jersey City's they will kind of change New Jersey City and now New Jersey City's got seven losses and New uh, and TCNJ has four. We've automatically just moved New Jersey City into a worse position. So that's why New Jersey City, with one more loss, is sitting behind TCNJ. And by the way, we haven't gotten to anything else. We looked at head-to-head, they're one-and-one. We have not looked at any other criteria. Common opponents, for example, is going to play a factor here as well. Now, New Jersey City has a win over Ramapo, for example, I don't remember TCNJ, but I don't think it's going to trump the difference there in the SOS and the win-loss percentage. New Jersey City with one win, more win, one more one less loss, but isn't enough. I don't feel to trump that SOS number. The sales at fifteen and six, and you're looking at the sales with an SOS of a five twenty-seven. Again, certainly much higher. Um, we're going to steal a tweet here. Uh, out of the Great Lakes region, we're just diabolical like that. Um, nothing against our friends, but if we can help out, we're going to help out. Um, the, the Great Lakes, certainly one of those other ones that we are watching, um, because I think it's fascinating to see what's going on there. Um, it's it's not as cut and dry, I don't think, as, um, as people may think it is. I think it's a little bit uh, tricky to really read into and understand, but we'll get to the Great Lakes. So, you know, DeSales, again, a 527 with a 15 and 6. Uh, you might wonder, okay, so why is New Jersey City ahead of them versus DeSales? They've got about a difference of that same uh, difference there. And, and now we're getting into that extra criteria. Now we're talking about uh, other results, for example. And let's let's just call up, since we're in that conversation, the Atlantic region. Let's call up New Jersey City. Um, Where are they here? Here they are. So New Jersey City um did not play DeSales this season, so we don't have that. They do have a win over TCNJ and a loss over TCNJ, as we mentioned. So you're probably wondering, okay, so why is DeSales maybe a behind New Jersey City? Probably a fair argument. DeSales has a stronger SOS. Um, They do have one more loss than New Jersey City, but two less wins. And there's a chance, and I don't know for sure without talking to some people, that that washed out the advantage on the SOS. That win difference there um, may have wiped out because there was a difference of close to a .03, a little bit more than that, between the two SOSs, and that's those two games right there. And so there's a good chance that DeSales kind of lost out maybe or at least wiped that out. If they have common opponents, and I don't have that immediately in front of me, they're going to look at, at, at common opponents. Uh, I'll see if I can quickly find some common opponents for New Jersey uh, City and DeSales. Um, quickly, I don't see a ton of them. Um, interestingly enough, DeSales did not play any NJAC schools, um, this year. So you don't have any of the NJACs that you can jump into and and make some comparisons with. Um, honestly, I don't see any common opponents quickly off the top. Uh, We have Misericordia. That may be a... Yep, so Misery Accordia, DeSales lost to Misery on January 21st, and they've got one more game up against them, whereas New Jersey City defeated Misery Accordia. So you now have at least an advantage to New Jersey City in that scenario. Maybe trumped on February 14th should DeSales be able to win uh, against Misery Accordia in their conference action. I don't think there's any other games that I can see outside of that. So this may be coming down to New Jersey City, um, maybe being a, a, a wash with the sales and coordinate SOS and win loss percentage. And so the win over Misery Accordion now becomes a factor, and that is playing a role. And that's why I suspect New Jersey City's ahead of the sales. Rowan is sneaking in here, and that's interesting at 14 and 8. They have that win over Ramapo. Um, so, you know, at least you have a common opponent, not a regionally ranked opponent that doesn't play in right now. And I think that's playing a factor. And Staten Island's getting in there now. Staten Island's SOS is pretty good. Um, not great. Uh, we'll certainly take a look at that SOS. Um, let's see here. Whoop! I thought I had it. Let's see. Oh, here we go. So the SOS for Staten Island is a 493. Actually, so it's a little lower than I thought it was going to be. Their conference is not helping them. Staten Island tried to better their their SOS and better their out of conference, and I think they certainly did their best. 17 and five, though, and of course outside of their conference, they don't have a lot of wins, and so that's going to hurt. Uh, Staten Island just a little bit. So I think that's kind of where we have a lot of this kind of breaking down. Uh, though I will admit that bottom half of the Atlantic I think is just a little bit more interesting uh, than other scenarios uh, so far. So uh, that's what we've got so far in the Atlantic. When We go to the central region. This one certainly we're jumping all over the country just a little bit here. This one's going to get just a wee bit more interesting as well. Um you got River Falls on top at 17 and 2, Wash U at 17 and 3. These are in region records, remember, through Sunday. Then Whitewater at 3rd, Augustana 4, Eau Claire 5, Benedictine 6, 7 is North Park, and 8 is Illinois Wesleyan. The first thing I take from this is this the CCIW's in trouble. Uh, they may not get an extra bid out of the CCIW this season. Now, granted, the first regional rankings. In the grand scheme of things, don't mean a hill of beans. However, they can at least give us an idea of what might be going on. And the CCIW, with Augustana sitting four and North Park seven, Illinois Wesleyan eight, could be in trouble. I'm not basing that anything more than what I'm seeing here. Augustana's SOAs not stellar, about a five one eight according to the NCAA nothing really to write home about it's adequate benedictine by the way a 511 which is certainly better than it's been in the past um this is why we're seeing so many wisconsin schools whereas last year remember we only got one at large from wisconsin uh, uh from the wiac and i think this is we're seeing the flip of that now go down to north park and north park park's problem is losses um north park on an sos is a 525 but with five regional losses they're parked behind Benedictine, because basically there isn't a big enough wash there to get that difference of three games to jump North Park over Benedictine. And that stinks for uh for North Park, who has kind of put themselves in a tough bind here. They have lost a bunch of games as of late. They're six and four since since we started 2017. They are three and three in their last six, including a loss to North Central on Saturday. In earlier action this season, nothing jumps out at me as, you know, there's no head to heads necessarily with Benedictine, or there isn't an SOS or a head to head there. So that's why that's playing out. Illinois Wesleyan, for example, is 14 and six or six and five in the conference. And Illinois Wesleyan's SOS is a 556. So Illinois Wesleyan's got a really solid SOS, but it can't overcome North Park because there's only a game difference. And the 556. To Benedictine might be the only argument here, but Benedictine's got four-win advantage in a three-loss deficit. I suspect they wiped those out. You then can go to Illinois Wesleyan's um, season this year uh, and look for common opponents, certainly, in this case. Uh, they did not play Benedictine this year. We're going to have to see if we can find some uh, common opponents with Benedictine. But I think what the CCIW has to realize here is any more losses and they're in the even deeper trouble to get in that large bit i really think they're in a bit of trouble um Benedictine so far in region has a loss to north central well so does north park uh and illinois wesleyan has a loss to north central as well actually north they have uh they, they haven't played them the second time north park for illinois wesleyan they've lost to them twice so there's a big reason why north park is ahead of illinois wesleyan for example even though they're tight and illinois wesleyan has a much better SOS. Again, River Falls, not surprising to be on top, though I'm sure some people would love to, to compare them to Wash U, and we'll certainly do that. If we go to the central region and we go to Wash U, um, and we look at their SOS, Wash U's SOS is a 586. So obviously we're going to have to, to take into account a few things here. Um, River Falls's SOS is a 604. <laughs> 604 river falls for anybody who follows division three you are anywhere near 600 you're doing have an outstanding sos if you're over 600 you almost start wondering if it's been over inflated um or maybe a false sos but river falls's sos is the reason and one less loss that they're trumping Wash um if you look at whitewater whitewater's sos is at 556 so similar to illinois wesleyans for example uh, with a be, you know three more wins and and uh, and three less losses in Illinois wrestling, so no surprise here at the top one two and three. I don't I, I don't see the surprise. I think Augustana, uh, and we can look at Eau Claire to see if maybe why they're not ahead of Augustana. Eau Claire is 572 SOS to Augustana's 518. Um, I'm quickly calling up Augustana's to see if we have a head to head. I can't I can't have all these schedules memorized. Um, I do not have a head to head, but we do have a ton of common opponents. So certainly common opponents comes into play here. Augustana also has a loss to Wash WashU. So a lot going on, as you can see, in the central region. My initial reaction is this is all good. Uh, I don't see a major problem here off the top of my head or anything that's, that's crazy. Got a, a question from someone who wants to stay anonymous. That's certainly fine. When you say record versus regional Ranked versus regional will change next week. Does that mean only if you play some of these teams going forward or you look back at the entire season? Said another way, will teams get credit for beating RRO earlier in the season? Absolutely. Your, your results versus regionally ranked opponents is based on any time you played them. Remember, a game November 15th is just as important as a game on February 15th or February 26th. So if you play a team who is regionally ranked, your result against them is weighted. Now, it, Regional ranking results versus regional rankings do not count right now. And the reason they do not count right now is because we haven't had rankings yet. So when they put these first regional rankings together, they had no rankings to look at. Yes, they did a mock ranking last week, but that's not what counts. So when they look at Newman, they can't say, okay, hey, they've had three games against regionally ranked opponents. Because we don't have regionally ranked opponents yet. Now this sets, the first week sets those regional rankings. And it sets those regional ranking ranked opponents. So moving forward, now we can look at the fact that WashU may have results versus regionally ranked opponents. Case in point, they have played Rochester, so they will have results. And actually next week they will have two results versus Rochester. And anybody else who is regionally ranked... You do not need to play a team moving forward on the regional rankings. It is just if you have played a team who is regionally ranked. I hope that makes sense. So if you are regionally ranked or your, your opponent is regionally ranked and you played them on November 15th, totally fine. If you have nobody regionally ranked and next week they become regionally ranked, then the following week your result against them will count. Here's the trick. If they fall out of the regional rankings after this week, they have to get back in them the third week or they will not matter. And that's where this, we used to have it only based on the previous week. So right now week two would be based on week one, week three would be based on week two, and the final ones would be based on week three. Then we went to a once ranked, always ranked, which meant it didn't matter if you were ranked the first, second, third, or fourth week, did not matter at the end of the season, you had a result versus a team that was ranked at some point. Now we have gone to a hybrid of that. You have to be ranked in week two and week three to count as a result versus a regionally ranked opponent at the end, at the end. Next week, we'll still look at week one to see who is regionally ranked and have results versus regionally ranked opponents. So we have like five primary criteria. We're not even using one right now, but next week the committee will go, okay, so Newman – who have they played that's regionally ranked? Romo, Ramapo, who have they played who is regionally ranked? And what are those results? And that's where that becomes a factor. So I hope that made sense. If not, email us, hoopsville at d3hoops.com. That's hoopsville at d3hoops.com. You can also t- tweet us at d 3 hoopsil or use the hashtag hoopsil. We're keeping track, and I don't see any questions as of yet on Twitter, but we will keep an eye. I'm browsing through Facebook and uh, YouTube where we're streaming just to see if anybody pops up questions there. Usually they don't, which is perfectly fine. Uh, I just want to make sure that we don't miss something um, if necessary. Um, Let's see here. Just checking to see if we got any more questions. I do not see them, so well, hopefully there aren't any. The, the trick with this is sometimes that we just don't see a question when we're on Facebook Live. As great as they say you can interact with your friends on Facebook Live, you, you really can't. Whoa, maybe we have. Um, let's see here. When do we expect women? Well, to be honest with you, we can expect women <laughs> at any point. Going in now to see if women have popped up yet. They have not. The women rankings have not popped up. Um, I see someone's in there asking answering questions, so that is certainly helpful. Thank you very much. Um, Saint Norbert not in the regional rankings in the central region. That is a maybe a little bit of a surprise. Uh, let's look at Saint Norbert's SOS. It is a four eighty eight, and they're sixteen and three. Um, I mean, let's compare them directly to Wash U since they're right below them at 17-3, 586. So you're not going to get them in over Wash U. Wash U's got a, a full .1 against them on SOS, which is shockingly huge. So you can't do it there. So I think St. Norbert's three losses are hurting them here. Also, I th- remember, we've adjusted these rank- regional rankings a little bit um, as well. So I think uh, that's playing a factor here. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, another message. Um so yeah I think St. Norbert's an interesting uh, equation here their SOS being below 500 and everybody else's I believe was above 500 right in the regional ranking so hard to say that that makes sense that um that that St. Norbert should be in because everybody else has above 500 SOSs I mean Illinois Wesleyan's 14 and 6 with a 570 something SOS was it uh let's see here yeah 556 SOS to a 486 SOS and a difference of three losses, you're not going to get Saint Norbert in over that number. North Park with an SOS of a 525 versus a 486. Again, not going to get that get in over that number. The only one you could possibly have an argument with is Benedictine at 18 and three. Their SOS is a 511. It's it's now within that 0.03. But now you don't have the win-loss difference. So I don't see how St. Norbert gets into this conversation. What this does say, and I think St. Norbert's been in this boat before, and they have been in this boat before, you're going to probably have to win to get in. Uh, I don't see that large bid coming to St. Norbert uh, at, at any point this time. Now, I think their SOS will, will move up a little bit. Um, what's interesting is last yesterday we had the announcement that Grinnell has had to forfeit a bunch of games. Granted, that doesn't affect um, uh, St. Norbert, because the the uh, they beat them. But any of the Grinnell wins now have become forfeits. I do wonder how that affects St. Norbert's SOS for teams that had losses um, to Grinnell. Now they don't have a loss, but they don't have a win. I think the SOS might be boosted up. Now that decision came out yesterday, so I don't know if that affects the SOS this week. Or for this ranking. So we'll have to watch to see if St. Norbert moves into the rankings uh, tomorrow, I think that's going to be really interesting for St. Norbert. Um, so we'll try and keep an eye on on uh, questions that you may have, and we'll try and answer them uh, the best of our ability here on the show. It's a one-man band. Uh, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you got more questions, again, email us, hoopsville at d3hoops.com, or tweet us, etc. Uh, question: Let's see. Gwinnett Mercy beat Staten Island, as did Cabrini. And isn't ranked? Please explain. All right, we'll go back to the Atlantic region here, um, and we'll go into Gwinnett Mercy's rankings. Uh, Gwinnett Mercy, oops, I'm in the wrong one. Here we go. Uh, Gwinnett Mercy is 17 and four with a 492 SOS. Let's compare him to Staten Island. Staten Island is a 17 and five with a 493 with a head-to-head. Uh, win going in Gwynad Mercy's favor. The SOS, I think, is a wash in this case. 493 is better than 492 by the scantest of margins. <laughs> so let's wash that out. Gwynad Mercy does have a win over Staten Island. Um, so you would think Gwynad Mercy will be in. So here's what I'm going to do. We're going to jump over here. We're going to call up. Um, let's see if we can do a comparison with these two teams. Uh, and see if we can figure out. And, and and it's the first week. There's a very good chance. By the way, I would argue Gwen and Mercy is probably sitting right on the doorstep there of being ranked. I, I'm not 100% positive why they aren't ranked. Um, but we'll keep. We'll see if we can find something else here in the Atlantic region. Uh, so, Gwen and Mercy and Staten Island. Well, wait. When did they play Staten Island? I don't have them playing Staten Island. So Gwennett Mercy does not have a game against Staten Island. So maybe I misread the email. Let me get back to that. Uh, As far as our game against Cabrini, Gwennett Mercy lost to Cabrini. Um, I'm going to double-check this question. Gwennett Mercy beat Staten Island, as did Cabrini, and isn't ranked. I do not have a game of Gwennett Mercy playing Staten Island. So that's why it doesn't count. Now, Cabrini did beat Staten Island. And if we look at the regional rankings in the Atlantic, Cabrini not ranked. No, Cabrini's ranked number three. Um, so, yeah, I don't see a reason Gwen and Mercy should be ranked. Their numbers are identical to Staten Island's um, pretty much. They have one less loss. Staten Island has one more loss. Their SOSs are even. I'm sure they went to maybe some common opponents. Uh, common opponents would be Cabrini. And Cabrini's beaten both uh, both teams as of right now. Um Staten Island. Let's see if there's a I, I don't see let's see if there's another common opponent, maybe. Uh well there's Newman. Cabrini lost to Newman. I don't know. Staten Island didn't play Newman. Um Huh. I, I, I'm not, no, a lot of common opponents are not jumping out at me right now, and maybe I'm just missing them. But, so, but uh, yeah, I, I, they may have been splitting hairs. It may have gotten to some data that we can't see. Oh, apologies. <laughs> no problem. Got me thinking, at least. Got me thinking. Um, got some notes from the uh, men's committee. We'll go through them in a bit and see if there's anything we can uh, give you as far as insight. See if there's any more questions from you, the fans. We're on Facebook Live and we're also on um, Hoops, uh, D3, on YouTube, obviously. So if you have questions, we will certainly be trying to answer those at the best of our ability. Uh, if you, again, email us hoopsville at d3hoops.com, tweet us at d3hoopsville. Um, <laughs> one person is, is alluding to the fact that maybe the rack didn't want to shut out the Cunyac in the first week. <laughs> Maybe. I Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> That's an interesting theory. And it's very possible. Again, week one doesn't really matter. So maybe Staten Island is being thrown in there since it's they're hedging the bets. I mean, at this point, everything I see between Staten Island and Gwen and Mercy makes them even. So maybe Staten Island is just getting the nod for this week um, since this week doesn't matter a, a whole hill of beans, uh, as it were. Senior looks good. Seen him up close. Marty, I've seen him as well. <laughs> Um I've uh, go though at the beginning of the season I would like to see if maybe I can see him later in the season we shall see um but Hey, Christopher Newport is good. They're down in the in the in the Mid-Atlantic region and they're obviously no surprise number 1 regionally ranked team. Thinking ahead out west, do you think Whitman will get a chance to host the first two rounds of the tournament, maybe get a bye if they remain unbeaten and beat Whitworth again in the conference tourney, especially if CFS, CMS wins the tournament. Daryl, I'm going to bust your bubble, buddy. We have 64 teams on the men's side now. There is no more byes on the on in Division 3 men's basketball. That is gone. Um you um, oh, we got some more questions. Cool. So, Whitman's in position to host. I don't think they will jump uh, Claremont Mud Script or Claremont Mud Scripts would beat them. Whitman's number one in the region, so certainly they're going to be hosting unless something crazy happens with Claremont Mud Scripts, who's sitting down in five. Uh, Whitworth is sitting two, though not a strong two, because Whitman's got two wins over them, they've got three wins. Uh, in region over them on top of that, granted two of them being uh, in conference or against each other. If we look at the West region and we go down to Whitman, their SOS is a 541. I'm sorry, a 548. Whitworth is a 541. So uh, for all intents and purposes, even with a Whitworth win over Whitman in the tournament, I'm pretty confident Whitman will be the will host out there. The only thing is if they implode and Claremont Mud scripts comes out of nowhere to maybe jump them. Granted, they'd be coming out of fifth. I think that's a bit of a tall order. Claremont Mudd-Scripps also has a 461 SOS. So I don't see a reason right now that Whitman isn't in the driver's seat. So they'll host the first weekend. The, The trick will be, well, it gets dicey, but there are no buys. So Whitman will host, most likely, should Whitworth make it. And according to this, they're in good position to make it. They just can't keep imploding. If Whitworth were to make it, Whitworth and Whitman are gonna play a fourth time in this in the second weekend. There is just I, I don't see any scenario where the committee is gonna be allowed to send Whitworth somewhere else. It doesn't have to be Claremont Mud Scripps up there because Claremont mudd Scripps is a flight. They're gonna to have to send two people or two teams to um, Whitman. Uh, now I'm I'm saying it's a flight. I should probably double check that to make sure Whitman and Claremont Mudd Scripps um, are not further away from each other than I think they are. Let's just confirm it. Yeah, a 1,000 miles. That's what I thought. So, yeah, I think Whitman is probably going to – we probably can tell from this that they're going to host that opening weekend unless something implodes. Claremont Mudd Scripts doesn't have to go there. Claremont Mudd Scripps can go Anywhere They can go to Texas. They can go to the East Coast. They can go anywhere the committee wants to send them. They are out on their own unless for some crazy reason they get in as an at-large and so does another act team. But even then, despite those teams being nearby to each other, they're still going to have to ship both those teams. And a trip up to Whitman is going to cost essentially the same as a trip to Chicago. Uh, or Illinois, or to Texas, or wherever. So Claremont-Mudd-Scripps is going to go somewhere. They don't have to go to the West Coast. They always went to the West Coast and stayed on the West Coast because you had that buy, and it's easier with them on the West Coast to have that Thursday-Saturday scenario. We don't have that anymore. It's Friday-Saturday for everybody. There are no buys, so it's wide open with what they can do with claremont mudd Scripts. which also means we have to send two teams to Whitman no matter what. And maybe we get some diversity here. And we see some teams travel a little bit further. The men's bracket is going to be different for the first time in that sense. The trick's going to be Texas. Uh, We can look at the South region, for example. Um, Guilford's number one regionally ranked. I'm not surprised. Despite a a subpar SOS, Guilford being number one does not surprise me. Concordia, Harden, Simmons then are two and three. Virginia Wesley and then Letourneau, then Emory. We're shaping up here that maybe just two Texas teams, which means either two teams get shipped to Texas or those Texas teams get shipped out. Um, And there's a very good chance if you get two Texas teams in that, those are the teams that will fly to Whitman Um, because that's just two flights versus a third flight to send somebody different to Whitman. Claremont Mudd Scripps already has to fly. So that's guaranteed three flights if in that scenario. So, That being said, they can keep the two Texas teams there as well and make a pot out of that and fly two teams in there and two teams, but that's four now. So now we get a little tricky. This is where the flight scenario really becomes a scenario. But granted, these regional rankings will change. Um, But no, I think Whitman's got almost a lock at hosting the opening weekend, unless they implode between now and the end of the season. Almost a lock at hosting the opening weekend. However, we got to make sure that the women um, are not, in a scenario where Whitman women may host and the regional ranking for women are out. Um, and I'm going to quickly look at the, at the West Whitman's fifth. Puget sound is two, So most likely Puget and and no surprise here, most likely Puget sound will host. Which will give, and by the way, if if you are a Whitman men's basketball fan, you are a fan of Puget Sound right now. Nothing against your women's program, but you do not want your women's program right now to be successful. And I don't mean that meanly. The women have hosting rights the opening weekend. Okay, it's an odd year in 2017. The women will host the opening weekend. So if both Whitman teams are in position to host, the women have priority which means the men will have to travel, and I promise you what they will do is they'll move the game to Whitworth. That is what they will do to keep the travel the same. So if you are Whitman right now, you are rooting on Puget Sound women. It's a, I know you don't want to. I know you want to root on your women's team. But right now you're rooting on Puget Sound because if Puget Sound gets to host, then the men at Whitman get to host. Keep that in mind. That is a major scenario here right now that we are going to keep an eye on. Uh, Let's see if we got other questions that are popping up that I haven't had a chance to see. Uh, Hold on. Here we go. Um, Records versus regionally ranked next week, I assume. Yes, results versus regionally ranked are next week. Similar to the others receiving votes in the top 25, does the NCAA have but doesn't share the teams right below eight through the regional rankings? Yes, Jay, they do. This has happened a lot when it comes to the end of the season when teams are selected. Uh, We have had occasions where – uh, teams have actually not finished on the regional rankings and been selected to the NCAA tournament. So absolutely, in a vote, there will be more than eight in the Atlantic, Central, East, um, uh, let's see, South, West, et cetera. Uh, there absolutely will be um, um, more than eight, and uh, uh, obviously in the Great Lakes more than nine, in the Northeast more than 11. So yes, there are, there are teams, but... Those teams who are ranked below those numbers are not counted towards regionally ranked opponents. The only They have to be ranked officially to be a results versus regionally ranked opponent. But yes, there will, there will be a team that will come, has come, not every year, but has come from off the regional rankings. Absolutely. Yep, that absolutely does happen. Um, I think we gotten some more. Oh, we got gotten some tweets. So let's check the tweets. And we'll get to the women eventually here. If you could give a rundown of the Great Lakes region on the men's side, that'd be awesome. Love the show. Thank you, Alec. I'll do that now. Uh, how can Eau Claire be ranked uh, and Oshkosh not? Not Oshkosh won both meetings as a higher SOS, higher uh, ranked higher in conference. John, let's get to yours first, then we'll get to the Great Lakes. And I only do that because we were in the central region uh, earlier to begin with. So, in the central region, Eau Claire is sitting 5th at 14 and six, and Oshkosh is not ranked. So let's go down to their rankings luckily those these two teams are pretty close uh Oshkosh is 13 and eight John that's an easy one uh Oshkosh is 13 and8 which is below 667 win loss percentage with a 596 SOS at some point your SOS is going to be a mute point at a 13 and eight Eau Claire's SOS is only 0.024 lower than Oshkosh's and they've got uh two win two losses better that's why Eau Claire is ranked um basically. And I know Oshkosh has won both, but Oshkosh's two wins over Eau Claire are not trumping a sub 6.67 SOS and a, or a win loss in an SOS that is below 0.03. Pretty simple. Uh, I hate to I hate to be blunt there, John, but Oshkosh cannot trump the fact that their two wins over Eau Claire are 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 cannot wipe out the win loss and cannot wipe out. Uh, It's not a big enough split in the SOS. That's why I believe Eau Claire. Now, here's the trick. Oshkosh next week will now have two results versus region-ranked opponents with Eau Claire and and other places, and that will certainly become a factor. And Oshkosh may re-enter this equation with that 596 SOS, but right now as it stands, I don't see how their two wins will trump a 619 SOS um, compared to a 700 SOS is basically where I see that. Let's look at the Great Lakes. I know you got more questions. We'll get to them, folks. I will pick up on the questions. Uh, Great Lakes region. Let's see here. Marietta on top, no surprise there. Hope on number two, no surprise. People might be surprised that Mount St. Joseph is three. I'm not. Their SOS is a 515, but they're seven and three. 17 and 3. Hanover is 15 and 3, and their SOS is a 524. John Carroll's fourteen and six. The only thing that's got them that high is the simple fact that their SOS is pretty solid at five seventy nine. But they have losses to Hanover and, and others in this list, and that's why they're down at five. Worcester is uh, got a five forty one SOS at fifteen and six. Um, their win over John Carroll, the five forty nine versus the five seventy nine, basically finally puts this um, in John Carroll's uh, favor. Um, Ohio Northern is uh, next. Ohio Northern is 539 with an SOS, so they're a little bit below everybody. Ohio Wesleyan at 15-6. and Their SOS is a 502, so Ohio Wesleyan's doing themselves no favors, including a rough start to the season. And then Denison 9th. They had a great season, but their SOS is a 469. I believe that number has gone down. I believe their SOS was a 480-something at one point last week. So their SOS has gone down. And I think that's hurting them here. Denison's in trouble. They're gonna have. They could not afford the three-game losing streak they're in the midst of. If they didn't have that three-game losing streak, they're middle of the pack, in my argument. Um, and I think that's in trouble. And so we'll, and that's one of the big things you got to keep in mind here, uh, to be sure. Checking around to see if we got more emails. I'll go back through the Great Lakes in a little bit more detail. Here in a moment, again, email us, hoopsville at d3hoops.com. Join us on Facebook, facebook.com slash hoopsville. You can also tweet us at d3hoopsville or hashtag hoopsville. Looking for more questions, and I just don't see them now. Um, The the women's regional rankings are out, by the way. We have just released them. Um, Getting to them now. Just bear with me. La, dee, dee, there they are. We'll get to those as well here uh, shortly. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm doing three things at the same time, which is including um, getting uh, my rankings set so I can answer your questions. And there we go. Let's see here. We'll refresh this screen. Make sure we get these PDFs correct. There we go. And then get those PDFs called up. So if you've got questions for us, email us hoopsville at d3hoops.com. Tweet us at d3hoopsville. Uh, hashtag hoopsville. Facebook live. Facebook.com uh, slash hoopsville. We're streaming there as well. Trying to answer your questions. Uh, gotten some good questions so far. Certainly appreciate it. And look forward to answering more of your questions. If you've got them, send them our way. Um, see if we got anything else going on rankings-wise. Uh, or qu- comments wise, I should say, thank you for tuning in. Certainly appreciate it everybody. We'll refresh our screen, see if we got some more questions. Uh, I think that Great Lakes is certainly the most one of the most interesting scenarios going on. Um, I, I think for many people, they may be confused by those and I, and I get it. And I think that's just kind of par for the course. But you know let's talk about this for a second. For starters, Marietta 17 and4, the 590 SOS. I kind of understand why they're up there. Hope is five thirty with a sixteen and three. That's why they're not better than Marietta. Uh, Mount Saint Joseph is another one, and and honestly, some of these, to be honest with you, I think has a lot to do with um, some common opponents. So let's just uh, let's let's call some of these up that we have ranked so that we can kind of get through them for you. Bear with me as I. Click on some buttons here and get these things called up again. Ohio Wesleyan, for example, the 506 SOS is doing themselves absolutely no favors. All right, so Denison, um, uh, Dennison has a win over Worcester, for example, uh, though they also have a loss to Worcester. They have a, um, they don't have much else. They have a win over Ohio Northern, uh, though that is not trumping. Their position in the rankings right now—that SOS is coming a factor. Ohio Northern's SOS, for example, is a 539. Again, to that 460, you have a difference of 0.07 between those two teams. And so, a difference—a a win from Denison over Ohio Northern and a difference in three games isn't strong enough. Uh, um, Denison's SOS is just—it's hurting them uh, pretty badly. Honestly, their SOS was better. They'd be ahead of Denison or Ohio Western. They'd be ahead of Ohio Northern. You could make an argument for them to be ahead of Worcester. The Worcester's SOS being a 540 is is nearly 0.08 better. So they'd have to have a significantly better SOS. John Carroll, maybe some are surprised because they have uh, an SOS of 579, but John Carroll has losses to Mount St. Joseph to Hanover to Hope uh, to Ohio Northern. So five teams they have wins over, and four of them, or yeah, three of them are ahead of them. Let's see. Mount St. Joseph's, Hanover, Hope, uh, and oh, I don't know. Sorry, four wins over teams uh, outside their, their conference, and three of them are ranked ahead of them for, for good reason. Uh, I, that's how I see that playing out. So no question there. Trying to understand Randolph-Macon being ranked lower than Virginia Wesley when they beat him two times. Good question. We'll get to the south region here. Make sure I'm in the south. Nope. There's the south region. Okay, so the south region, you have Randolph-Macon at seven. And Virginia Wesleyan at four. So let's start with the basics here. Randolph Macon's SOS is a 517 and 15 and six. Virginia Wesleyan's SOS is a 548, 15 and 6. So here's where I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb and guess where this may have gone. Um, yes, yeah, so let's let's just say that Randolph Macon's got the, the advantage of beating uh, Virginia Wesleyan. And hold on a second. I'm calling that up to be specific. Oh, come on. Sorry, my computer's a little slow here. Uh, there we go. All right. So Randolph Macon has one win over Virginia, two wins over Virginia Wesleyan. But there may be some other common opponents that we have to factor in here. Hamden Sydney beat Randolph Macon. Virginia Wesleyan uh, is yet to play Hamden Sydney, it appears. They got them coming up. So here's what I'm going to go out on a limb and say their re- records at 15 and 6 are even, and they're 15 and 6 in overall, so there's no secondary criteria there. So we'll call those even. So neither team has an advantage. Virginia Wesleyan has a 548 SOS to Randolph-Macon's 517. That now makes that win-loss percentage almost mute, almost irrelevant, because they will play the SOS to win-loss game, and they will tack on at least two more losses and take two wins away from Randolph-Macon. So now Randolph-Macon is behind Virginia Wesleyan, and then Virginia Wesleyan has uh, obviously the two losses to Randolph-Macon, which now enters the equation. But here's how it gets trickier. It gets trickier because um, other team become factor here. Uh, how do you do against other teams that they're considering, and 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 how are other teams regionally ranked? So Laterno, for example, is five oh three with a sixteen and four. Uh, Emory is five twenty nine with a fourteen and six. So this starts to get a little murky. For example, you could probably argue that Emory could go in ab- above um, Laterno, arguably. Uh, I think you've got an argument there. And then Randolph-Macon comes in, and then I I think that bottom half, they're splitting hairs. I think they gave it to Virginia Wesleyan over Randolph-Macon because Virginia Wesleyan has a much stronger SOS. Um, I think Letourneau is in the conversation because they have a better win-loss percentage, and Emory's up there with a better win-loss percentage because Randolph-Macon's SOS is is so low again Randolph-Macon's SOS is a 517 and I don't mean low in general I mean low in comparison to everybody else's again Virginia Wesleyan is a 548 and that's a difference of you know 0.037 and that gets into that game where that 15 and 6 win loss percentage is no longer equal in the eyes of the committee um so I think that's part of it um So here's some insight from the men's committee chair. It says uh, they've ironed out questions from new people and applied a very consistent thought process across the board. Um, things are harder right now because there are a lot of teams that are similar. There are still a lot of things to be played out. On the other hand, I would say we predominantly stuck with a primary criteria of win-loss percentage and SOS, as, as well as record versus common opponents and head-to-head if applicable. Um, again, it, this Virginia West, this Virginia Randolph making conversation. You could go into common opponents the problem is most of those are going to go randolph macon's way out of conference is maybe where that goes sideways but i don't see any off the top of my head um, that i can see would be common kevin vandistreet continues uh next week we'll have record versus regionally ranked opponent which will also help there are a few cases where we had to dig a little deeper to rank one ahead of another looking at wins versus top 50 or 100 opponents record versus teams that had 60 percent of their games good wins etc um let me reiterate that those are not primary criteria, and we don't go to this often, but it's a little like a tiebreaker in order to seed a conference tournament. You want the record, the head-to-head, but you would do some, anything to not have a coin flipped. Uh, maybe wins on the road, wins in the second half of the conference, etc. These are things the MIA looks at. So for us, wins versus top 50 teams, Massey and on, are things we'd rather not go to, but we'll dig deep now, I don't think he's saying they're using those. Uh, I'm reading off the fly. I'm not saying he's using Massey, for example. But I think what they're trying to say is, listen, we'll give any criteria that we're allowed to use to try and break a tie without going to a coin flip. And I think that's where it gets very interesting here uh, for regional-ranked opponents. And, and I think, listen, the Randolph-Macon-Virginia-Wessing conversation is very good because you get it very interesting with Letourneau-Emery uh, as well in this conversation. And I think that's where it gets a little bit uh, crazier, Um I, you know, I think you can make an argument for Randolph-Macon being ahead of Virginia Wesleyan, but you can also make an argument for Virginia Wesleyan being ahead of Randolph-Macon. Um, SOS is is a factor here, and I think it can't be ignored that Virginia Wesleyan's is significantly higher than Randolph-Macon's. The question becomes, Letourneau's is not significantly higher, but they've got to win better than Randolph-Macon, and their SOS compared to Randolph-Macon is, is negligible, and um, which is why Letourneau is behind Virginia Wesleyan. So if Letourneau is behind Virginia Wesleyan, I can understand why Randolph-Macon is behind Virginia Wesleyan. Granted, Randolph-Macon's got those two wins, and that's where it becomes a little murky. Um, and I think that's where it gets a little bit more complicated. And I think results versus regionally ranked opponents will become a major factor in all of this as we move forward. Again, if you got questions, email us, hoopsill at d3hoops.com. Tweet us at d3hoopsill. We'll try and answer your questions to the best as we can do. Um, let's see here. No more questions so far. Again, fire them our way. And we'll look at women here uh, momentarily as well. But yeah, I I, I think the South is a fascinating point, Matt. Uh, I think you bring one up there. It's going to be worth looking into. I don't know the exact reason for the decisions. Um, but again, I can I can see the reasons why Virginia Wesleyan's against again ahead of Randolph Macon. I can also see the argument for it not being that way. The two wins for I Randolph Macon over Virginia Wesleyan certainly I think enter the equation as to why uh, or as to how Randolph Macon should be ranked higher. I totally get the argument. The trick is I can't see him above Laterno because Randolph Macon doesn't have anything really common with Laterno, and I don't think Emery plays a factor here as well. So. It gets complicated. It it really, really does get complicated and, and, and that's par for the course with this. And I, I'm not overly surprised. Uh, I wish wish I could give you a better one. I've listened to the replay of the marathon over the last week. Amazing job, Dave. Thank you, Jay. Is the I see the women's rankings of four schools in the top six of the Mac. How? Any update on number two on team number two and the coach. Um yeah, we'll we'll transition Jay in just a minute to women, and I, I realize we're going to probably go back and forth here. So let's take a look at the women. And hold on, I got to call up the right screen here. Here we go. So on the women's side, and he's starting in the in the Atlantic region: Mary Washington Catholic, Christopher Newport, Messiah, Scranton, Albright, Moravian, Elizabethtown. So we have CAC Landmark, CAC Mac Commonwealth Landmark. Mac Commonwealth, landmark, landmark. (laughs) There is a Centennial Conference and it's not ranked. That is fascinating. I told you the Mid Atlantic was going to be tough on the women's side, but that's that's insane. Oh, you know what? He's talking. Maybe he's talking freedom. Hold on. Let me go back to Atlantic. Yeah, that's where we got here. So Atlantic, Montclair State, and and NJAC. FDU Florum Freedom, DeSales Freedom, Misericordia Freedom, N Jack uh, in Stockton, then Eastern Freedom, Keene's N Jack and Mount Saint Mary. Um. Yeah, I, I don't. Okay, let's look at it. Let, let's 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 look. Hold on a second. I need. I'm gonna need to print this. You're probably gonna see me walk away in a second here to pick up the print here. So just bear with me here as I print this, so it's a little easier for me. Um. All right, so let's look at the Atlantic. Um, All right, Montclair has an SOS of a 5.62. After you, Florham has a 5.90. Uh, DeSales has a 5.62. Misericordia has a 5.44. Stockton has a 5.77. Eastern has a 5.42. I have yet to say a subpar ranking or SOS here. Kane has a 5.35. That's the lowest SOS I've gotten to. Mount St. Mary has a 4.80. They're the first ones in there with a subpar SOS. And hold on a second. So, SOS reasons, I totally get this. Montclair State's number two with a strong SOS, or number one with a strong SOS with two losses. Uh, fairly, t- uh, FDU Florham has 18 and three with a f- pretty strong SOS at 590. And to be honest with you, if ha- they hadn't lost a game with their coach Park, you probably could argue they're number one. The Sales has five losses, but a 562 SOS. Missouri Cordia has five losses and a 544. I don't see any reason they shouldn't be ranked there, Jay. Um, and I and I understand the order. Uh, I don't see anything that jumps out at me. Now, granted, we have a scenario here with some common teams. Um, and by the way, Jay, Mac Freedom versus Mac Commonwealth. Don't forget, uh, they're two different conferences. F and C would help would help me just a little bit here. Um, so let's look at Florum and let's compare them to Misericordia. And they have a win over, they have a win and a loss over Misericordia. So that's a wash um, versus DeSales, they have at least a win. They have two wins. So that's they're gonna they're going to trump DeSales there. And against Eastern, and granted, their SOS is re- through the roof. They've got a win over Eastern and a match still to come. As far as DeSales and Misericordia, head to head, DeSales has, one win with one to come. So yeah, these rankings make sense to me, Jay. They totally make sense to me. Um, yeah, I, I and and their SOSs are stellar. So I have no re, no. By the way, the Freedom's got fourteen. Yeah, four teams in the top six. Yeah, I don't see a problem there. The NJX got two and three in the top seven, and you don't get another team until Mount Saint Mary with a 480 SOS. Totally makes sense to me. Um, I don't I don't see a major issue there. To be honest with you, Jay, uh, it, it actually makes sense to me uh, on the women's side. Uh, if you got questions for us, tweet us at D3 Hoops or hashtag We'll email us. Have not talked men Atlantic. Thank you, Steve. Well, let's go back. Let's talk Mid Atlantic on the men's side first. Um, where is my Mid Atlantic? Here we are. So we're going back to men here. I apologize, going back and forth, it's just kind of how it happens sometimes. Here we are. Mid-Atlantic. So Christopher Newport's on top 19-2, and the 5.33. Susquehanna is 17-3, and the 5.54. So the SOS isn't technically inside that .03, so Christopher Newport's two wins are going to give it its, its edge over Susquehanna, who also has one more loss. No surprise there. Look at Salisbury at 5.49. They split with Christopher Newport. Comparing them to Susquehanna, Salisbury's a 549 to Susquehanna's 554, so Susquehanna's got the edge there with a better win-loss percentage. I'm not going to go much further before I'm going to give the nod to Susquehanna. Uh, Lycoming comes into play here. Lycoming is 537. If you want to compare it to Salisbury, that's a 537 to a 549. Still, I I don't have any qualms here. Swarthmore, 529 to Lycoming's 537. Common record. Don't see a problem there. I'm quickly going to call up, see if either of them faced each other this year, and I don't think they did. Well, Lycoming played Susquehanna and lost, so that's why they're down there, and they didn't play Swarthmore. Uh, Swarthmore ahead of Catholic. Catholic is a 551 at 15-6. and six. Well, Swarthmore's ahead of Scranton. Let's start there. So Swarthmore ahead of Scranton. Scranton has a 524 to a 554. Again, I don't have a reason to jump Scranton in that case. Catholic to, 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 uh, to Scranton is going to be probably head-to-head. Catholic against Scranton, um, and they got one more game to play. Catholic lost to Scranton, so we're going to start there with the fact that they're down in that count. Scranton's got a 762 and a 524. That's better than a 714. Now, Catholic's 551 is certainly better, but I think the loss and the win-loss percentage there is going to trump it, so I can see why Scranton is ahead of Catholic. And then Franklin O'Marshall's got a 502 SOS. I'll be blunt about FM. They have got to figure out how to play the SOS game. How many times does FM play this game where they absolutely submarine their SOS? And it's a 502. 0 um, Let's just look at them and see where we could maybe figure out where FM's problem is. Besides the obvious, they have two tournaments at home to start the season. Lancaster Bible this year, not helping them, though it really wouldn't have helped last year. York is marginal. Gettysburg's mar- marginal. This is FNM. That's a conference game. Why is that, is that? Did they play Gettysburg three times this year? No. So that's mismarked. We'll have to fix that. Um, Played Lebanon Valley, okay. Played her sinus, okay. Have her have, Albright, eh? Carnegie Mellon, eh? Canton at home, eh? Case Western Reserve, eh? And lost to them, by the way. Chase, um, I, I, I don't. I got nothing here that tells me why F and M should be any higher. That, that ranking, those rankings in the mid Atlantic on the men's side make complete sense to me. I see absolutely the reasons for those. Now let's look at the women's side. Mary Washington, number one at 20 and one. And let's go to their SOS. There we go. So Mary Washington's got an SOS of a 550. Catholic has got an SOS of a 5.59 with one more loss. Christopher Newport, Mary Washington and Christopher Newport have split, has a 5.17 SOS. I can see why Christopher Newport's third behind Catholic, because the SOS difference is in favor of Catholic by .042, which is going to wipe out that, that, that spread difference. Messiah is sitting fourth with a 518 SOS. That SOS for Messiah not helping them get into this conversation any higher. Scranton's SOS is a 569, but they have three losses, including one to Catholic. You could maybe argue they could go ahead of Messiah, a 569 to a 518. I think you could argue that. I think the Messiah Scranton conversations um, split in hairs. Um, if you go with the 0.03 difference, which we have 0.05 difference, I'd argue maybe um, Scranton deserves to be higher than Messiah. Go to Albright. Albright's a 561 as well, but with an 18 and 4 record, that being said, didn't Albright beat um, Messiah? I, oh, I might have that wrong actually. Hold on. Yeah, they beat up Messiah once, they got him to go. So, you know, you could argue maybe Albright ahead of Messiah and ahead of Scranton. So I I could argue Scranton four, Albright five, Messiah six. Though so I'm I'm wondering if the women decided at some point this the win-loss percentage is going to trump everything else. So that might be why Messiah is higher. Moravian women have a five ninety-three SOS with a fifteen and five record. Now their record's starting to become a problem. And Elizabeth Town has a five eighty-four. The women definitely lean a little bit more towards win loss, from what I gather. I think that's why, on the women's side, that's where it's sitting. Um, I think you could have some interesting conversations there, to be sure. Uh, let's see. Jay gets back to us on Facebook. Oh, uh, John, I see a question from John. John, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, must be a very top heavy conference with the top four. Uh, I think the Mac Freedom is a top heavy conference on the women's side, Jay, but not as top heavy as you would think. The Atlantic's just a little bit weak, too especially when you compare it to the Mid-Atlantic or the Great Lakes. But there's nothing else in the Mid-Atlantic besides the Jack worth talking about. So I'm not that surprised, Jay, to see them to see that many freedom teams when they're having that good a season. Um. So, yeah, we'll see where that goes. Uh, John, I see a question. I have to get back to you, buddy. I'm on air. Uh, he's got a question unrelated. Again, if you got questions, email us d 3 hoopscom We'll go through some other kind of regions here. Uh, men and women. Again, if you want to ask us questions, you can go for it. We've been on the air about an hour. Probably go on for about another half hour and then maybe call it a day. Let's go back to the to the men. Let's go. Let's go to the. Uh, let's see where are we not covered. Let's go look at the east real quick. Uh, da, 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 da. hold on a second. We're trying to get to east region information here. This is why I have multiple screens. If anybody is curious. All right, so East Region, Rochester, number one at nineteen and one, no surprise there. Uh, they have got a three-game edge on everybody in in losses. Rochester's SOS obviously is going to be good, and it's it's not as good as I thought it'd be at five twenty, but nineteen and one certainly helps them. Saint Lawrence is five thirty-four. Oswego is five seventeen. So that edge is going to Saint Lawrence, and I don't believe they've played each other. Uh, checking now. They have not. Oh no, they have, and Saint Lawrence won, so that's two advantages towards Saint Lawrence. So that's no surprise there. Saint John Fisher five thirty nine SOS uh, did not play Oswego. Did they play Saint? L- did the Saints play each other? They did not. So can't go anything there. So we'll look at the fact that Saint John Fisher has a fifteen and five record compared to a five thirty nine. And St. Lawrence is a 534, so that's an obvious decision there. I don't have a problem there. And then if you compare it to Oswego, a 517 to a 539, they're giving Oswego the advantage there just based on win-loss percentage over St. John Fisher, 15-5 and versus 17-4. and They're definitely giving that to Oswego. Brockport, who has a loss to Oswego, has an SOS of a 519. That's not doing themselves any favors. Then we get down to Cortland, who's a 513 SOS. Oneata, who is a 533 SOS, but below the Mendoza line of 667. And then Skidmore. Skidmore might be the surprise. They're sitting, uh, but their problem is they're a 503 SOS sitting at 15 and 6. So Skidmore has taken too many losses with with a substandard SOS compared to everybody else. So I'm not overly surprised to see Skidmore at the bottom there. I don't, the East region doesn't shock me in any way rate rankings wise let's go to the Great Lakes oh actually we talked about the Great Lakes we'll skip over that talked about the mid-Atlantic so we'll skip over that we'll go to the northeast no surprise Babson number one here 21 on the season uh they're going to get that Babson's SOS is a 581 as well Middlebury to me no surprise at number two uh Middlebury's SOS is a 604 we knew it was going to be Tall. So the reason they're sitting behind Babson, for anybody's curious, is because they have three losses. Um, and so I'm I'm not shocked by that. I'm gonna go to the northeast here and just look uh, at who Middlebury played, so we understand who their losses are and who their wins are. Um. They have Amherst coming up. That'll be the first chance we'll get a common opponent. So right now we don't have anybody else. Amherst is third at 16-4. and four. Amherst will not be third at 16-4 and four after this. But Amherst is four at, a, at 581 SOS. Their problem now is they've actually picked up an extra loss since these re- rankings were done. Uh, and as a result of that, uh, they are going to tumble, uh, I think. I think. Uh, I'll get to that in a minute. Tufts is sitting four. Tufts SOS is a 5.62 at 17 and five. Again, they have a loss to Amherst, so no surprise there. Wesleyan is 16 and five. Wesleyan has got an SOS of a 5.59, and this is where I think it changes. I think Middle Amherst is in trouble. I think Wesleyan has a chance, and it's going to depend, to be honest, on what they did against Tufts. Uh, Wesleyan lost to Tufts, so this little trio gets complicated. Uh, Amherst beat Tufts. Tufts beat Wesleyan. Wesleyan has beaten Amherst twice. Uh, that's where it's going to start getting a little bit more complicated. Here, Amherst win against Babson is going to factor into this as well. Other games against Middlebury is going to factor in next week since Amherst will have a game there. This group between two and five, maybe even two and six, because Williams uh, has a win over Wesleyan, is going to get really complicated really soon. Um, 2 through 6 is going to be f- interesting to watch next week when other data gets gets pulled into this. Williams SOS, by the way, at 576. Eastern Connecticut sitting at 7. Eastern Connecticut's got a 561 SOS, but they have a right on the Mendoza line of 667 winning percentage. Mass Dartmouth has a SOS of a 563. A lot of good SOSs in the Northeast. Uh, 563, but also on that Mendoza line. MIT. Has an SOS of where are they? There they are, 529. The first kind of lower SOS we've seen. That's probably why they're down there. And then Keene State and Keene State's SOS is a 573. But um, they're also on that Mendoza line. And then Bates, 15 and 8 record is not good. It's below the Mendoza line, but they got a 581 SOS. So SOS driving the ship a little bit in the Northeast again. That two through six slot, I think it's going to get really. Difficult. I think after six, there's a drop-off to eastern Connecticut. But two through six is going to get really complicated. You're going to start splitting hairs. Again, Amherst beat Tufts. Tufts beat Wesleyan. Uh, Wesleyan beat Amherst twice but lost to Williams. Uh, Amherst has beaten Williams. It's going to start getting a little bit complicated in the northeast on the men's side looking to see if you've got any more questions email us hoopsville at d3hoops.com tweet us at d3hoops or hashtag hoopsville you can also join us on facebook live trying to see if there's any questions any update on the FTU women's coach since last thursday uh no jay i do not know if mark mitchell is back we'll try and get more information for um thursday's show thursday night don't forget we'll be on the air at seven o'clock tomorrow night hope you're enjoying the show and you're tuned in Thank you for taking the time. Certainly appreciate it. Got lots of people tuned in. We, uh, I think, I think, uh, I think this has been worth worth it, has it not? We'll probably do this next week as well. Next week obviously gets more interesting. Talked a little bit about the South. Let's go back into the South just a wee bit more. Um, oh let's see so Concordia Texas is number two and that might surprise some people the 535 SOS and 15 and 5 uh, 13 and five the, the conference is just not or the south is just not as strong as it used to be harden Simmons is a 561 the problem is they their uh, their uh, 15 and six records killing them if they had a couple less losses including recently um, they'd be ahead of Concordia here and in pretty good shape. I don't think the South is in great shape to get extra bids. And what I'm reading here now is a warning to everybody in the South as far as, especially Texas, Uh, Concordia, Texas, who's in the ASC and obviously in the same conference as Harden Simmons. So you got Concordia and Harden Simmons about the only position that I, that could see of an extra bid coming out of it. And it's not even that strong Virginia Wesleyan sitting four, but there's, they take another loss and they easily could slide. Laterno doesn't have a strong SOS They may be in position, but with another loss, they're in trouble. Emory's in trouble. Anybody in the lower half is is, on the outside looking in right now. So I don't know if we're going to get that many extra bids from the South. And what that will do will be fascinating because Guilford's not really close to anybody except the rest of the ODAC and Emory. Emory has to win the AQ to get in, and they're not in any position really, or they're not in a great position to do that. Concordia, Texas, and Arn Simmons. One of them is winning the AQ, the other one is not. So, arguably, that will put one of them at the table if these finish now with Virginia Wesley and everybody else behind them. Letourneau will. will uh, uh, Laterno is leading their conference. The problem with Harden Simmons Concordia Texas are coming out of the same side of the bracket, too. So, you got three teams from the ASC here. We don't even have the SCAC team ranked, and you shouldn't have the SCAC team ranked. So, there's going to be two teams coming out of, of Texas, maybe three. If it is three, they will have a Texas pod for sure and ship somebody there, maybe like a claremont Mud scripps um, This gets interesting. I think next week's S- uh, rankings will give us a little bit more insight on the South. West region, we mentioned Whitman, I think's in the driver's seat right now. I don't really see, forecast any reason they would drop out. St. Thomas is in good shape as well, sitting at third in the regional rankings. They don't have any effect on each other, though. Loras, I think, is going, to be, is going to be the team to watch. Claremont-Mudd-Scripps maybe moves up, but unless they circumvent Whitman, they ain't hosting. And to be honest with you, unless unless for some reason Whitworth doesn't make the tournament, and at this point they would, Claremont-Mudd-Scripps isn't hosting anyway. Uh, nebraska Wessians in the conversation. That'll be interesting. So St. John Fisher and Buena Vista, but none of those teams are in a comfortable position to get in. Um, so I think that's, you know, keep... The West region is... Semi-deep, but not terrifically deep, if that makes uh, any sense to any of you. Um, if you got questions for us, tweet us at D3Hoops or our hashtag Hoopsville. Email us, hoopsville at d3hoops.com. UMass men's basketball, 3-1 and against NESCAC teams, 2-0 versus the top 15 in the nation, Tufts and Geese State. Well, Kenneth, let's start here. It doesn't matter what they are against the top 15 in the country. It's not part of the primary criteria or secondary criteria. They may look at it, but it's not part of the criteria the NCAA uses. They don't even use it in D1. 3-1 and one against NESCAC teams. Okay. Uh, let's go look at who those 3-1 and one are. Mass Dartmouth. Go down to them. Bingo. Here we go. So they've beaten Trinity. And I'm going to look at the NESCAC here real quick. So they beat Trinity, who's fourth in the conference. They beat Bowden, who's near the bottom of the conference. Um they um three and one. They beat Tufts, who's at the top of the conference. Granted, Tufts is injured, but that's not bad. But I don't where's my third? Am I missing my third? Oh, there's there, I got it. I got it. No, I'm missing the loss. Who'd they lose to? Oh, Connecticut College. And Connecticut College is at the bottom of the conference. So that's a mixed bag, Kenneth. Here's where where this will come into play, though, Uh, Kenneth. Granted, they don't look at the teams. They look at common opponents. So if we look at the Northeast on the men's side again, um, Mass Dartmouth at 8. Now let's go look at other data from Mass Dartmouth. And Mass Dartmouth has got... Uh, apologize. Here we go, 563 SOS and a 667. Okay, so their win-loss percentage is trouble at 667. Plain and simple. In the best of our knowledge, the men's committee under the new SOS has never taken a team anywhere near 667 and below. Uh, Emory didn't make it last year at 680. So Mass Dartmouth's got an SOS that's trouble. Uh, their I mean a win-loss that is trouble. Their SOS is good at 563, three and one versus NESCAC teams. Let we'll me double check something though. Yeah, okay. So that's good. Yeah. Now those games will come into play a little bit more next time. So UMass Dartmouth is going to have a win over Tufts and regionally ranked opponents. That's it, though. That's the sad part. So that three and one is nice, but that three and one is is only going to register Tufts. Tufts is the only game that's going to stand out of the three and one you mentioned. Keene State. So you say top 15 in the nation. Let's go over something else here. Keene State's not ranked and hasn't been ranked in weeks, Kenneth. So I appreciate where you're coming from there. But that 2-0 against top 15 is deceiving. Is Tufts even in the top 15 anymore at all? I don't think they are at all. So they're 1-0 against a team that's ranked in the top 25 right now. 3-1 against an SCAC team, but only one. Master Dartmouth has only played one team that's regionally ranked. So next week, Mass Dartmouth is going to have a 1-0 versus regionally ranked opponents with a 667 SOS or a uh, win-loss maybe improved, but I doubt it. No, improved, but not major. I don't think it'll go down, but improved. And a 563 SOS, which is probably going to be closer to 550, actually. I can tell you what their SOS looks as of right this minute to see if that's actually gone down. Bear with me. I apologize. I kind of go through a bunch of screens here. There we go. So the SOS... For them, right now, is a 563, according to these. Uh, Is that right? I guess it hasn't changed for them. That's peculiar. So, no, Mass Dartmouth doesn't have a ton going for it, to be honest with you, outside of its SOS. Outside of its SOS, they just don't have a ton going for it. Um, Next week, they'll have one win against a regionally ranked opponent. That's Tufts. Um, I'm sorry, they'll have two wins because they'll have Keene State. They'll have two wins. So, but Keene State's got to stay ranked. (laughs) They got a 667 uh, result versus uh, SOS and win loss. Dang it, 667 win loss and a 563 SOS. They've got one thing that's really driving the ship for them, I think. So eighth is about right for Mass Mass uh, Dartmouth, in my opinion. Uh, That doesn't blow me away necessarily. Got questions? Tweet us, uh, email us etc. All that information is scrolling at the bottom of the screens. NEAC, Gallaudet in this conversation at all? Well, that's East Region, and no. (laughs) To be blunt, Gallaudet's not in this conversation. Gallaudet has to win to get in, just like Lancaster Bible. The difference was, Lancaster Bible last year uh, had a far better win-loss percentage. If you look at Gallaudet right now, Gallaudet... Where are they? Can't find... There they are. 18-4, and so they're... Four losses worse than Lancaster Bible with a 434 uh, uh, S- SOS. It's abysmal. Gallaudet and the NEC, whoever wins the NEC is getting in, nobody else is in. Gallaudet's nowhere near this conversation. Not to mention a fact, I don't think they're going to have any games against regionally ranked opponents, period. So that's even bigger criteria that's hurts them. Bridgewater not ranked. Eastern Mennonite, St. Mary's. The conference isn't ranked. Goucher's not ranked. Gwen and Mercy's not ranked. If Gwen and Mercy gets ranked, it'll give them one. But they lost. Penn College, the conference, as I said, not ranked. That's the rest of the way. So, no, Gallaudet is, and I think they know this. I think everybody knows this. Gallaudet is in a situation where they either have to get in or they're out. Plain and simple. And they're in a worse ship, shape than Lancaster Bible. Lancaster Bible had a similar SOS and no losses, so at least that jumped them into the regional rankings. Gallaudet has four losses, Easter Mennonite, St. Mary's, Gwinnett Mercy, and Morrisville State. They even lost in conference, which doesn't help them. Um, the only loss on there that could be beneficial is Gwinnett Mercy, if Gwinnett Mercy gets regionally ranked, though right now they're not. So no, Gallaudet's in a world of hurt. And So is the NEAC, plain and simple. Um... Hope you're enjoying this one. We're going to keep... And let me just tweet out here real quick. Uh, Hold on a second, folks. Here we go. Uh, Just tweeting out that we're still on the air. Just bear with me as I uh, grab one more link. And tweet this out. We'll be on for a little bit uh, longer here. And then we'll sign off and get ready for Thursday's show. If you got any questions, tweet us at D3 Hoopsville or hashtag Hoopsville. Join us on Facebook at Facebook lo- facebook.com slash Hoopsville. Um, email us, etc. cetera. Um, I'm sure there's other questions. We'd be happy to try and answer them here on the show. Make sure I don't have anything else coming up. Let me just double check here. Uh, oh, thanks, Greg. I just see some people were uh, were tweeting me here, letting me know when things were going on. I got to move that uh, other window a little bit closer to whatever else I'm doing, <laughs> clearly, um, which isn't a big deal. I can certainly do that. So those are our regional rankings out. Let's remember a couple quick things again. Um, Results versus regional ranked opponents not being used because we didn't have any this time. Um, these regional rankings in the grand scheme of things mean nothing. They don't have a hill or beans about anything. Um because uh, you have to be ranked in the last two, two weeks, two and three, to get anywhere with this, um, and so on and so forth. So let's just remember some of that stuff. Let's also look. Let's see. I don't know if we got through. Did we go through all the men? So the men we've gotten through, let's just look at the women. We talked about the Atlantic Central regions, Wash U at 18 and, and 2. Not. I don't think that's surprising, a number one pick. Let's just go through it, though, from the Central um, here we go. So Wash U at 18 and two. Their their SOS is a 632. <laughs> Compare that to Oshkosh with a 534. This is a slam dunk number one pick. Whitewater is a 522. Wheaton is a 587. They're the only one near Wash U, and it's still not close by 0.05. And they've got two more losses. Illinois Wesleyan um, is a 6-13. You could make an argument here with 6-13 to Wheaton, but I think Wheaton's got a head-to-head, if I'm not mistaken. Let's just double-check that real quick. Uh, Wheaton, there we go. Wheaton against Illinois Wesleyan, lost. And one to play. So I think maybe here the difference between Wheaton and Illinois Wesleyan, Illinois Wesleyan, again, an SOS of... 6.13 613 compared to Wheaton's 587 you're inside that 0.03 window so it's not going to change the everything else and Illinois Westing's got the win there. You could maybe argue that 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 Illinois Westing could be ahead of Wheaton but they may be going on win loss percentage there. women tend to look at that a little bit differently. Chicago's SOS is a 639 so that's Trump in there 14 and 6 there. Cornell has got a win loss percentage. Of 525, that's why they're down where they are. They're behind Illinois Wesleyan and Chicago for that reason. Concordia, Wisconsin's got a 483 SOS, that's why they're down there. And then Elmer's at 502. So we're kind of in the central region, you see not only win-loss percentage taking a role here, but it's got a role along with an SOS to a point. And I think Wheaton, Illinois Wesleyan's where you could argue that. Then it flips over to where the win where the SOS takes a little bit more precedent right after Chicago. Cornell, Concordia, Wisconsin, Elmers, not rewarded for their records. Um, Though Elmers is SOS 502, yeah. Not rewarded for their uh, their win losses because their SOS isn't as good. Um, In the East region, SUNY Geneseo, no surprise here, undefeated at 21 0. Uh, They're going to be number one. Uh, On top of that, SUNY Geneseo's SOS. Although it's not an impressive number, it's 487. That could get them in trouble. Though two years ago, McDaniel got in with two losses, so you've got to figure Geneseo will get in. Their SOS is going to finish closer to 500, but not much closer. Ithaca has an SOS of a 519, so it's not hugely different, just barely on that .03, so that kind of gets to that three-game difference there. and We talked two games with a .03, so that still gives SUNY Geneseo the advantage. Rochester, who is who's struggling as of late, now 15-5 and five with a 594. That's why they're behind uh, Ithaca. Poly, SUNY Polly is sitting with a 474. That's why they're not ahead of Rochester. William Smith's got a 516 with a win-loss of, of 762. Uh, I think they're giving Polly the, the advantage there with the win-loss percentage because the SOS, you would think, would give that to William Smith. NAAC School at Lancaster Bibles in the conversation with a 460 SOS. I think they're starting to play the uh, win loss percentage a little bit here. NYU surprisingly ranked at 12 and 8. They're not going to get in with that. Uh, but NYU has got a 610 SOS. So their SOS is helping them there, but they're not going to get in. And Hartwick, um, right on that Mendoza line at 504. So the bottom of the East region on the women's side is a game between SOS and, and win loss and other data to be sure. Uh, Quickly going to check to see if we got more questions while we're just tap dancing along through the east here. Looks like we may not. and We'll get going here shortly once we finish this up. Uh, Great Lakes. Uh, This might surprise some people to see Ohio Northern on top of Thomas More, but that's going to come down to SOS to be sure. For Ohio Northern, uh, their SOS is a 546 for Thomas Moore, Their SOS is a 519. So you're going to give that advantage to Ohio Northern. Not overly surprised there. DePaul with that one loss, with an SOS of 523. Not doing a ton there to impress anybody. So DePaul is um, is in a in a in a pickle there with a, a lower SOS. Hope at 17 and two. Their SOS is a 549. Let's compare that to DePaul, 523, inside that .03 line. So I think that's why I hope we'll fall behind DePaul in this scenario. Um, and granted, I'm not looking at head to heads or anything else right now. Rose Holman, surprisingly, maybe higher than some people expected, but with a 552, I can understand that. Trines in the conversation with a 496 SOS. That's why at 18 and 2, they're so much further down. Have a better SOS, they'd be ahead of Rose Holman. Um, but not ahead of Hope. I don't believe, because Hope's got the 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 win over them. I think that's going to trump them, uh, just a little bit. Uh, Carnegie Mellon, who's having a great season, but has taken a little, few too many losses. They're at 15 and five with a 618 SOS. I think Carnegie Mellon here is in a scenario where they're just taking too many losses in a very strong region. Um, you know, you take Carnegie Mellon to another region, they'd probably be ranked far higher. Baldwin Wallace, the same 524, though their SOS isn't as strong. And then Calvin's in the mix, but their SOS is a 480, which is killing them. So that has a lot to do with what's going on there, to be sure. Uh, let's go to the – minute. Uh, we talked about the Mid-Atlantic on the women's side. Let's go to the Northeast. Amherst, number one. Tufts, number two. Obviously, how the team's kind of played uh, already and have a win to that advantage. But just so you know, Amherst is an SOS of 616, and Tufts has an SOS of 600. So everything's pretty equal there except for the head-to-head. So obviously, Amherst is one. Tufts is two. Mass Dartmouth on the women's side. Uh, sorry, can't find them. There they are. 555 SOS. That's certainly going to put them behind those two ahead of them. Husson is surprisingly at number four here. Husson is 17-2 and two with a 521 SOS, so certainly not shabby, and that's probably why they floated up a little bit here. Uh, are they better than Bowden? Well, a 569 SOS to a 521 says no. Bowden has – I'm surprised, actually. I, I think Bowden could have gone ahead of Husson. Granted, I am not looking if they have played each other, and that's going to play a factor, as it did with Amherst versus Tufts, and we're looking into that now. Uh, Husson. And we're comparing them to... Bowden. excuse the yawn. They didn't play Bowden. Well, no, they did and lost. But that game took place after the regional rankings? Came, yeah, after the regional rankings came out. So that will change. I suspect next week we'll see Bowden move ahead of Husson, though I... I could have argued Bowden ahead of Huston in the first place. Um, so that might be a little surprise with them at four. Babson sitting at, at at five with a 602 SOS. I think you could have argued them against over Huston as well. Uh, Huston, again, their SOS reminder of 521. Now, listen, Huston's, Huston's SOS isn't horrible, and that might be why they're sitting four. If they had a sub-500 SOS, they wouldn't be here. Sorry again for the yawn. Connecticut College uh sos is uh 582 but they're 16 and 6 this is where the losses start to to add up eastern connecticut at 569 but 14 and 6 we understand why connecticut college is ahead st joseph's of maine they've got 18 and 2 but a 476 sos this is where that sos now starts to play a role in submarining teams wpi 493 sos middlebury women have a 565 at 15-6. and six. So head-to-head, head, some other factors coming in here, and then Springfield. So not overly surprised. Uh, maybe a few changes there. I probably would have had Bowden ahead of Husson. Uh, maybe even Babson ahead of Husson. I think the bottom teams are negligible. That being said, the bottom teams aren't getting in the tournament anyway, most likely, out of the Northeast. Um, but it's good to keep in mind. South Region, Texas. Ta- uh, Trinity Texas over Texas Dallas over Maryville over Lynchburg. It's an interesting region. I think you know the South region is always tough, plain and simple, extremely difficult. Uh, Trinity Texas um, lost to Texas Lutheran last time they played. They haven't played since, so their 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 record is actually they've lost twice to Texas Lutheran. It's not reflected here. Hold on. I need to double check when that game took place. Well, that's interesting. So we got a little bit of an interesting scenario here. Texas Lutheran has beaten Trinity Texas twice. They do not have Trinity Texas. Oh, I'm on the men's side. Hold on, folks. <laughs> that would explain things, wouldn't it? I apologize. I was wondering why nothing was adding up in my head here. Trinity Texas beat Texas Lutheran. They themselves split with Texas Lutheran. So that's why Trinity Texas is up. Trinity Texas' has SOS as well is 513. Nothing to, to be blown away about. Texas-Dallas has a 581 SOS, but two games back. Hmm. The problem is Texas Dallas also has a loss to Trinity Texas, so I see why Trinity Texas is up. Maryville, um, and basically it means Texas Dallas had beaten Trinity Texas. They'd be number one. Maryville is four ninety SOS despite a twenty and three. They're riding their uh, their win loss percentage there. Lynchburg is seventeen and four despite of and with a 557 it's getting a little bit interesting in there i think the women i think in the middle to bottom the women certainly have some arguments and and i'm not going into every bit of the criteria not because i don't want to but i just don't have it in front of me and i just simply can't um i think that's going to do it Uh, i think for the most part uh a lot of these regional rankings make some sense there are some questions again the first week doesn't mean much second week certainly means more um I, I i'm not shocked by some of these rankings uh, i am maybe got some questions about some of these rankings um i think the women are being consistent i think the men are even somewhat consistent believe it or not um but yeah i think i think you got some questions and i and i think it helps us dive into the numbers just a little bit there south region on the men's side clearly starting at about four they're starting to split some hairs i think on the on the we talked about on the Northeast side that two through six slot is going to jumble up quite a bit next week when we look at them. Um, and again, a couple things we see here: Whitman men are certainly in a solid position to host, um, but they got to keep rooting on Puget Sound women and hope that doesn't change dramatically. I don't think it will. You certainly don't want it to. If it does change dramatically, that's going to have a major impact. So, 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 some interesting things. Now, I'm going to be fascinated to see how this all plays out. Um, But I think overall we see some consistencies from the committee um, and, you know, nothing shocking me necessarily about these rankings. Just checking the email one more time. Make sure we don't have any other questions. Um, Let's see. Um, Hearing from the Women's Committee committee chair bobby morgan she says first week's rankings seem to go well in most regions a few long talking points in a few regions but overall the committee felt the racks did a solid job in most cases um so yeah so the women not much to report off the top of their head men certainly are already diving deep into criteria to figure some things out um we'll see how this all plays out I, i can i think it's pretty solid um it gives us something to work from Yes, we're going to be splitting hairs. We could certainly split some arguments with some of these things, but overall, I think it's not too bad. We're going to play and talk more on Thursday after we dived into the numbers just a little bit more as well. Remember, we're on the air at 7 o'clock Eastern Time Live, and you can also listen to the podcast or watch us on demand whenever you want. We'll also be back on Sunday. I apologize uh, for not being on the air Sunday. For Super Bowl Sunday, I've been wiped out with a cold and exhaustion, partly because of that marathon a week ago Thursday, but partly for other reasons. We were already tired going into the marathon So the marathon just kind of exasperated some things. Um, Battling a cold, as I said, and battling some exhaustion in general. So I apologize for not being on the air Sunday. I don't think we really missed much. Uh, But we will be on the air Thursday. We're working on finalizing our guest lists as we speak. Forgive those watching who notice the camera doesn't look as good as it normally does. We will try and figure out why our camera has ceased to operate and work from it from there. Again, if you have questions for us, tweet us at D3 Hoopsville and hashtag Hoopsville. Email us, hoopsville at d3hoops.com. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash hoopsville as well. Appreciate you joining us. I certainly appreciate you taking the time for this one. We'll be back on the air next Wednesday as well, as we'll talk more about the regional rankings then as well. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back on Thursday night. Until then, have a good rest of the week, and we'll certainly look forward to seeing you on the air Uh, or seeing you join us on the air Thursday night at 7, Sunday night at 7, and next week for another regional ranking show. Goodbye, everybody.